Welcome to the Prosperity Perspective by DML, a conversation about how successful business owners invest their hard-earned money to preserve their wealth and what they might have done differently in hindsight. Thanks for joining us today, guys. Today, we are joined by Kim Daly, and uh, she's an expert in the franchise space and excited for her to share a little bit about her perspective and experience with us. So, Kim, do you mind introducing yourself to the audience? Thank you, Liam. I'm I'm happy to be your guest today. Yes, I I am a franchise consultant, which most people don't really know what that means. And I uh, feel like I fell under a lucky star about 20 years ago when I stumbled upon this opportunity um, to be in business for myself, but not by myself. I am a franchisee of a company called Fran Choice, and my business is to help other people realize their dreams through franchising. So I've spent 20 years meeting people who are at a crossroads, meeting people who are looking for something more in their life than they're currently getting from their present situation, um, people who've desired to be a business owner, and then helping them figure out what kind of franchise would be the right option and teaching people about how you really scale a franchise to build wealth. And most importantly, making the connection because franchising is all about people. It's an opportunity for you to be in business for yourself, but not by yourself. So when you explore a franchise, Liam, what you're really doing is you're trying to find people, leadership, culture, and a vision that you buy into that as you know, they have this vision for building a brand and you, you eventually say, hey, pick me. I want to be you know, a part of that growth, bringing your brand back to my market and building it here. And I offer, I've been doing this free service. I offer a free service. My candidates don't pay me any money. I'm paid like a recruiter by franchisors. So um, if my candidates end up saying yes to their dream to own a franchise, I get paid by the franchisors. And I've been doing that for 20 years. Did you go to school for business? Did you know this was where you were wanting to head? Oh, such a great question. So absolutely not. So it's kind of funny, like in the franchise industry, there's a very like commonly asked question, like how did franchising find you? Because it's not like anybody woke up and said, oh yeah, you know, I want to go, you know, be a franchise. Even those people who have entrepreneurial dreams don't really even, in my experience, know the true value of what you're getting in a franchise. We all think that franchising is like Jersey Mike's or Chick-fil-A. And, you know, if you're an executive, you're like, I don't want to be in food, right? So you just dismiss the entire industry. And therein lies my whole business. But no, I, I actually, uh, so I have a nutritional biochemistry degree with a minor in sports nutrition. I was on my way to med school. Med school was my entire life. I always knew I wanted to help people and um, was, you know, excelled in math and science. So I went the medical route and I literally answered a classified ad in the newspaper. <laughs> so I don't know how old you are, Liam, but a classified ad is thing. <laughs> That used to run in the newspaper. <laughs> it was for a consulting company that happened to be a franchise company. And it just literally changed my life. Once I got into that, like it was a summer job and I found this industry of like every day it's people are helping people, people support people, people are living their dreams, realizing their dreams, making money, being their own bosses. I was like, this is, this is my homeland. And of course, my dad, when I took that job, he was like, you're never going to go to med school. I was like, dad, I'm definitely going to med school. <laughs> like my whole life is about med school. So, you know, dads are always right. <laughs> 
<laughs> but my first year out of college, it turned into a full-time job. My first year out of college, I made over six figures, you know, doing something I loved, something that with a little bit of mentoring and coaching, I realized I had some skill for, and the rest is history. You know, I broke off and started my own company because that's what everybody, and you know, I think who first comes to the idea is like, well, I don't need a franchise. I can go do this myself. <laughs> okay. So I did that too. <laughs> did that for five years <laughs> only to realize that like, the value of the franchise is that you're you're not alone. Like entrepreneurship is super lonely. There's nobody out there solving the same problems you're trying to solve every day. There's nobody out there while you're trying to be in your business, working it, making money, like forward thinking. You got to be all things to all people at all times. And it's just a lot. And I was successful, but I wasn't really like happy. And um, so I came back at 29 years old, I came back to my franchising roots and said, I want to do this collaboratively. I want to find people who, again, who have a vision that I can buy into and have a ready-made toolbox so I don't have to create all this stuff. Just start moving where I can, you know, solve a problem for a customer and, and make money. And here I've been for 20 years. So as you went on that journey and you got to the point where you were uh, obviously you were successful right out of the gate and profitability and cash flow continued to come in how did you what was your framework of you know where to put it how to how to allocate those funds right it sounds like you went on a path that a lot of franchisees do of okay made some money and then went and kind of started on your own broke off Sounds like you may have come back. Um, curious kind of what that evolution looked like for you and for your industry. Well, I'll say, Liam, that. So I spent eight years. So again, I've been here for 20 years. The first eight years that I was doing this, um, I was an average performing consultant at best, super inconsistent, had huge months. Like my dad told me when I became a consultant, he was like, you know, Kimberly, to the rest of the world, that means you're either unemployed or you're one of the highest paid people in the world. <laughs> Well, Liam, trust me, in 20 years, I have lived both of those realities. <laughs> so in the beginning, you know, I was very inconsistent. And um, and then in 2011, I got really clear. I said, okay, what happened is I, I went through a divorce, really. There's, there's always something, there's always like a pivot in your life, right? So I found myself in this moment. I had two small children. Now I'm a single mom and I got to figure this out. So that is what lights the fire in the belly. <laughs> and um, that first year, I said, okay, I'm going to I'm gonna get clear and focused about what I really want to do with my life and, and this business and what I think I'm capable of doing. And I set a very, very big goal that was not based in reality. And, but I didn't care because I'd done, I had achieved a lot of other things in my life that weren't based in reality. And so I set the goal, I put my head down, I sort of had a hypothesis, like what would happen if, and, you know, focused on certain things in my business. And one year later, I was a history making franchise consultant. I had built the largest franchise consulting business in the history of franchise consulting. And that was over 12 years ago. And since then, I've been breaking my own records and, you know, taking it to even higher and higher and higher heights. And I figured some things out because I wasn't a business major. I was a science major. So it took me some time to like really understand what drives, you know, revenue in a business. But all of that figuring out has made me a better coach. Right. So I, I, every day I'm coaching other people to their dream to own a business and I share my story and I tell them about, 
you know, the eight years being average, which is okay. And there's no shame in that. Like, you know, it was where I started, but trust me, the last 12 years have been way more fun than the first eight. So if I can impart some, you know, bits of wisdom in terms of like where to focus your time as a business owner, what matters and what doesn't matter. Um, you know, franchisors are going to train you to be operationally up to speed. But what I'm talking about is like mindset coaching. It's, you know, accountability coaching to yourself. It's disciplining yourself to be focused on the right things. And sometimes that's really hard because there are fires, you know, and fire bells and alarms going off in all parts of your business. But it's like, those things, you know, you've kind of had to be disciplined to get down to focusing on what drives your business, which is always sales, marketing, prospecting, like driving the revenue forward. So that didn't really answer the question you asked, but um, I think it demonstrates, you know, like how my thought process evolved from then till now and what's led me to, you know, the level that I'm at and what I'm able to offer the candidates that I work with. It's not just like knowledge from a book. This is like, I earned it. <laughs> when you were talking about the pivot, the pivot that you made, right? And obviously big life event that occurred, but you articulated that you became much more clear, right? You had bigger drive. You talked about mindset coaching. What do you think was the biggest change uh, from, you know, doing that, that got you to that point of clarity that allowed you to be more successful moving forward? Yeah, well knowing I had to do it for myself now that I mean, I couldn't rely on my husband or, you know, anybody else to like, you know, pay my mortgage. And I mean, that, that's a pretty big motivator. <laughs> you know, I had small kids, they were three and four at the time. So, you know, I had to, I had to get busy and I had to get busy in a hurry and I had a perfect business model. And what's so amazing about, you know, looking back, it's always in hindsight that, you know, you see like how it all really works, right? If only I knew then what I know now, but I didn't. And I, but I do know now. And you know, when, when we go out and we start talking to other franchise owners, which is part of what candidates will do as they're exploring a franchise is learn from other people who are already doing it. Well, I love to point out like, you know, all owners are not created equal because I, I, I've been on two sides of an equation in the same business. I'm the same me. Franchise is the same process, but I've created two very different realities for myself right? From here to here. So what, so when you're going out and you're validating, like what makes somebody successful in a franchise, you can't just sort of take what they say as the Bible truth. Cause if you spoke to me back then in those days, you know, what I was focused on was infinitely different than what I'm focused on today. What I'm focused on today is what I can control. What I can control in my business is prospecting. That's the only thing that ultimately I have control over, right? I can't control if someone's going to take a job at the last minute or someone's going to, you know, get too nervous to say yes, or their spouse is going to say, you know what, this isn't the right option for us, but I can control how many people I'm working with. And if in any business, if you're, if you have enough lead flow, if you have enough customers to play with, you can allow for people to, you know, do what they're going to do. And, enough statistically is going to fall your way. And that's what I sort of, that was the hypothesis that I came up with. Like what would happen if I stopped focusing on the people in my pipeline or the people that were trying to say yes, and just really made it a, a daily 
focus <laughs> to focus on the front end. And that one thing, Liam, changed everything. And in looking back, when at the end of that year, um, you know, they brought me up on stage and because I'm part of like a quote sales organization, you know, celebrated my success. And I hadn't told anybody what I was doing, which there's genius in that because there was no pressure on me, right? I was just me and my dream. But once everybody knew, then I felt like I had bullseye on my back. <laughs> so now I'm like, okay, I don't want to be a one hit wonder. Like, how do I replicate what I did? So now I pulled all the KPIs, like every franchise out there has like everything that you're doing is being monitored. Trust me. And the beauty of that is that you can pull all that data. So now I could study what had I actually done, right? By focusing on that one thing, what had I done? And the number one thing that happened by focusing on only prospecting was my attitude because I wasn't frustrated. I wasn't like stewing over the people that were falling out and not saying yes to a franchise like I used to because I had so many people. I needed people to fall out. And like that abundant mentality made me more passionate for the people that I was meeting every day and more passionate to, to tell the people who wanted to say no, it's okay to say no, right? I gave freedom to everybody, most especially myself. And really that was the genius. By changing my attitude, I came to work abundant. I, I was having fun. Who doesn't want to be around someone who's having fun? I was attracting more referrals to myself and everything just sort of like grew from there. That one thing changed everything. So it sounds like big change, obviously, to funnel management, becoming a master in that funnel management and the prospecting side, particularly on the front end, right? The attitude helps some of the conversion and the referral down the pipe. Um, you know, your initial comment was that, uh, hey, I knew I had to work harder because I had to go, I had to put food on the table, right? You were responsible for everything. I've never seen a mediocre worker, right? Or a mediocre performer that just works harder that then achieves amazing success, right? So how did you land on prospecting as this is what I need, right? And then obviously you started looking at data, but looking at data and then getting to mindset are two very different things. And that's a jump that most people don't make, right? So what were those components that allowed you to get to that point of focus and then also the pivot to get to this new mindset for yourself. That's a totally fair question. So I think that um, most of my life, I've been a top performer in everything I've done. I was a competitive, like I learned to swim and my dad was like, put her in the swim team. And then I was a New Hampshire state champion swimmer, right? And then I said, I want to get on the stage and be in talent shows. And then I started winning talent shows and traveling all of that was like my sport. We talked about sports Liam before, you know, and then that led to, you know, Miss America organization and being Miss New Hampshire and like whatever I got into, I was a straight A student. I graduated summa cum laude with a 4.0 GPA through 16 years of, you know, science school. So I think that I have an internal drive. That's just part of my DNA. It's a blessing and a curse, I will tell you. <laughs> Those other type A kind of people out there, you know, like I, um, I, I, I have an ability to figure things out. I remember one course in college, one of my favorite um, classes, nutritional biochem, which is what led to my major. 
um, I would, I, I taught myself shorthand so that I could literally write down verbatim what the professor would say. And then as soon as class was over, I'd go right to the library and then I would hand write out my shorthand into long form sentences. And then I would go back and I would highlight the things that I remembered were where he put emphasis and all of his questions were essay questions about like the Krebs cycle or whatever. And I was able to answer those questions literally verbatim what he said. So I remember going to him for extra help and I brought my notebook and he like grabbed it and he was like, and then he he wanted to pay me for my notebook at the end of the year. Like, oh no, this is my gold. So I think that like part of, you know, what makes me me is just, I have a great desire to learn and and learn at a very high level and um, learn. Um, I don't want to use the word perfectly, but learn uh, just at a very high level so that I can use that information to be better. I've always had coaches in sport, in pageant, in my talent, in everything I've done in business. I always have a mentor, somebody who's achieved more than I. I remember like a, a few years ago, the mentor I had had for many years, sort of like our lives went in different directions. And I, I sort of, for the first time in my life was like, you know, I need, what am I going to do? Like, so I, I attracted, I, I literally attracted. And I said, I, I need somebody outside of franchising because my, my financial goals are bigger than anybody I know now. My business goals for how to scale my business and, you know, be like a Grant Cardone or be like somebody like that because the franchise industry needs a voice like that. And I think it can be me. <clears throat> but how do I do it? Well, I just put it out there. I mean, I, I write. I have affirmations that I say when I, when I get clear about what I want in my life, I, I have my affirmations like right here on, on my desk um, that I say to myself every day. I have them here. I actually have a check that I write. I wrote to myself as well. A very, very, very big check. I have like goals written on my walls for the number of subscribers I want on my YouTube channel. I'm very intentional because I've spent a lot of time reading about the law of attraction and um, I'm a Christian and, you know, that's God's law. He wants the most abundant life for us. It's all there for us. We just have to figure out how to get out of our own way. Right. And so I've spent a lot of time and I've invested a lot of energy in learning these tools and how to use the energy of the world to my advantage rather than to my disadvantage. And as I get better at it, I'm able to achieve more with less effort. And this mentor that came into my life, he's personally worth a hundred million dollars. He's the most abundant thinker. I think I'm an abundant thinker. And then I met him and he literally found me. I was once on a radio show like years ago for a guy that I knew at the gym who had this, like, you know, it's called the economic warrior. And he just talks about like non-traditional investments. And he was like, a franchising is a non-traditional investment. Come be a guest on my show. And I'm like, okay. And it meant nothing to me except that I was doing it for a friend. And then years later, when I was looking for a mentor, this guy heard me on that show, reached out to me and we spent two hours on the phone. He asked me to be a guest on his podcast and we've been best friends since then. And I literally at one point just said, hey, can you be the, my mentor? Because I want to think like you think and I want to achieve like you would think and I want to work like you work. Because the way that people do it at that level is very different from a lot of the way that other people do it. So a long answer, but 
I hope that like in my striving to be my best version of myself and achieve my massive goals, it's inspiring to the people that I get to work with so that they can have those same ideas for how their life can go once they dare to like pivot from, you know, a W-2 job or what they've known into franchising and business ownership. So as you look at your life today, right, and looking back at where you've come from, right, um, obviously a ton of success that you've had, big goals that you still have that you want to achieve um, and recognition and a voice for, you know, the industry. How do you look at where you place your, you know, cash flow and your capital today, right? Does it does it go back into, <clears throat> you know, achieving the vision? Does it there's a portion yep. here that I, I siphon off and goes here. And because I imagine in a <clears throat> consulting business, you can obviously continue to invest to build the funnel, but at a certain point you you're at capacity, right. Of what you can do without building uh, a bigger team. Right. So then the, I assume the question becomes, okay, what are those other things I want to go do or achieve with time and money? Right. And so curious what that is for you today. Yeah. So exactly. As I started helping other people build semi-absentee or sort of passive cash flow for themselves, I'm over here like looking at myself going, what are you doing to build passive cash flow? I mean, are you going to wake up and do this every day for the rest of your life and then just keep trying to help more people every year? And the answer to that question is probably yes. <laughs> but I wanted to create something that's an engine working behind me. And actually this mentor that I um, met, you know, it led me down the path to learn about infinite banking took all of my money. Once I learned about this, this was like, I was just like, why doesn't everybody know about this? And I moved all of my money right out of the stock market into, you know, where I have no control and put it into a vehicle where I have a hundred percent control and I can make money on my money in two ways, right? One through this life insurance policy. And then the second through that cash value and putting that into passive investments. So I own, you know, parts of multiple companies that I are totally passive for me. They're full-time for other people, right? Um, from apartment syndication to ATM business, self-storage business, crypto. I have two crypto mining businesses that I'm a part of. Um, and all of these produce varying levels of passive, totally passive income for me because my full-time energy is devoted to helping my candidates. But I've also... Um, with the help of some uh, mentors and a, a, a media agency, I'm now building passive uh, coaching programs so that I can help people while I'm, you know, that I might not ever have time to be one-on-one -on -one with, but they can buy my coaching program. I'm writing a book that will be out next year. Um, and so that that will be another tool. Um, my YouTube channel, which is like the single greatest thing I've ever done. It's like a full, a full circle moment in my life, having grown up on the stage and like, you know, kind of always secretly wanted to like be an actress, but was too practical to like go that route and didn't want to be the starving actress. But, you know, then when the pandemic happened and I couldn't travel and host live events anymore, which is how I generated uh, leads for, you know, 18 years. Um, you know, is you know the pandemic forced business owners to adapt or die, and YouTube, um, KimDaily.tv is like the greatest adaptation that I am so grateful for. I'd like to think that I would have got there eventually, but it literally forced me to look at my business in a new way and say I've got to figure out a different way to reach people. 
and uh, I'll never, I'll never go back to how I was doing it before. There's no need to, I can reach more people. I can, you know, say what I want to say. And, and again, while I'm sleeping, people can, you know, be, get bought into Kim Daly and the methodology and franchising and a certain portion of those people I'm able to meet and help them actually realize that dream. Of all those things, what's the most exciting thing for you today? What's the thing that when you get up and you're like, okay, I'm going to knock out my daily tasks and I've got to go do those, but then I get to get to this, or I want to start with this and then I'll get to the rest, right? Like, what is that for you? Uh, professionally, I'm 100% my mind is always around creating new content on YouTube. <laughs> So I don't know if you've checked it out yet, but my producer and I get a little bit wacky. We we just have most fun. Like we have one where I'm wearing goggles and it's like a science experiment. It's just, you know, about like make the, you know, all the ingredients you're putting into building a successful business. Just, you know, we we have one. I was just, he he created a little gif where it's like, something about, you know, you went to Yale, but I think we use Harvard, you know, yes, you need an MBA from Harvard. And I like lean back in my chair. And of course he edited in like some like, you know, pomp and circumstance music and like a Harvard background behind me and like, give me a break. You don't need any of that to be successful in a franchise business. No offense to Liam, but you don't need any of that. They're at Harvard. That's fine. I don't think highly of them either. So we did. We just have tons of fun and the feedback I get from candidates when they, when they actually talk to me live, you know, and they're like, I feel like I'm talking to a celebrity or which makes me, which makes me like giddy. But then they're like, I feel like I know you, which is awesome because the level of conversation we're able to have from go, it's so much higher because they, they, they didn't just watch one video. They, they typically have watched five, maybe 10. Some people are like, I couldn't turn you off, which is amazing. <laughs> people in my immediate life would be like, really? <laughs> That's funny. That's yeah, really so cool. I would say Kim Daly TV and everything in my business that's going to offshoot from that, um, which is lots of other social media channels that are in the works now. Um, because the content is there. And so now it's just about dispersing it in other places like TikTok, TikTok and Instagram and Facebook and things that, again, in my past meant nothing to me because it's a referral driven business. Um, but now I see that it, it can be a media driven business as well, which is creates unlimited potential for scale, really. That's awesome. For the audience who wants to connect back with you, what's the best way for them to be able to connect with you? 100% kimdaily.tv. Please check out my videos. We have almost 400 videos in a little over a year and a half of, you know, really having the intent of building this channel. Super proud of it. We've broken it off um, the audio portion into podcasts. So you can find that on Spotify as well. That's called Creating Wealth Through Franchising. Um, but kimdaily.tv has everything there and more. And you also can get to my website where in my contact information, if you want to directly reach out to me. Awesome. Appreciate the time and the insights today, Kim. Thank you, Liam. Thank you for joining us today on The Prosperity Perspective. If you'd like to subscribe to our podcast, please head over to theprosperityperspective.com where you can hear from other successful business owners on their approach to investments. On our website, you'll be able to learn more about how DML Capital currently helps other business owners, like yourself, diversify their investments and grow their wealth. Take our short quiz to see if you're ready to take the next steps toward your financial success. 